Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Cilio. By the way, I appreciate everybody checking in right at the beginning of the show. These cookies. Don, thank you guys. Alexander for coming aboard right away. Guys, I say this all the time to you guys, man. That's really cool, by the way. Thank you, guys. It means a lot, man, that you guys would take time out of your day to start your day off with us here. And thank you so much, man. And I tell everybody, please do me a favor. Hit the like button. We got topics. It's playoff week for the Eagles versus the Buccaneers. It's NFL playoff week. It's NFL news. There is so much going on, and no doubt about it. Bottom of the hour, by the way, from Fox Sports, Dave Wanstat will join us. We'll talk to him about the Eagles. We'll talk to him about this weekend's playoffs, all the coaching changes that are going on. The coaching carousel's nuts right now. Is Jacksonville the best landing spot for Doug Peterson? We will talk to my friend Dave Wanstead, who knows Doug very well. We'll get his thoughts again. That'll be at the bottom of this hour here. I say this to you guys. You guys are going to, without a doubt, be part of the show, as you always are. But I've got great news for you, Eagle fans. Okay, well, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. You could take this as good or bad. The Giants are now in the quest for looking for a new coach. Or you could say, shit, Sills. I wish they would have kept Joe Judge. So maybe it's bad news. But what's crazy about the New York Giants and their coaching carousel now, let me throw this at you here. Do you really think it was in the best interest for the New York Giants to fire Joe Judge? What do you guys think? Best interest to fire Joe Judge. Hey, maybe Eagle fan is doing this. Damn, Sills, they fired Judge. I wish they would have kept his ass. Best interest? I want to name you the coaches since 2017. Bob McAdoo. Steve Spagnolia. Pat Shermer. Joe Judge. Do you really think that this is a coaching issue in New York? You really think that this is a Joe Judge issue? This is a general manager issue. This is an ownership issue. The Giants can hire whomever. Doug Peterson, if they don't get the right general manager, that football team's not going anywhere. Listen to those coaches since two. Do you know the New York Giants are tied for the worst record in the NFL since 2017? Bob McAdoo, Steve Spagnola, Pat Shermer, and Joe Judge. Really? Holy cow, man. It won't matter. John Mara has made poor hires. You can be on the, the quarterback carousel. Look, look at the Giants. The Giants have been on the quarterback carousel and head coaching carousel since 2017 or whenever Eli Manning retired. And by the way, for the record, how about this, man? They should have got rid of Eli five years before he called it a career. Muhammad says 22 and 60. Think about that. Alexander, right. Who would want to go to that shit show in New York? Old Cole, you're right. Coffin kept it together. So did, so did Reese. Reese kept that thing together. Won two Super Bowls. Paul says, love Spagnola. 
Okay. Hey, Don, thank you so much, man. That's really cool. I love this show. You're mad real, man. Okay. Hey, <laughs> Will. She lied. <laughs> I not heard that one. So I don't know how you look at it, Eagle fans. Eagle fans have to go like this. Shit. They fired Joe Judge. Okay. Hey, you wanted to keep him there, right? You were kind of praying. So maybe it is bad news for the Eagles that they got rid of Joe Judge. But it won't matter. Guys, it just won't matter, man. Okay? Because right now they've got poor leadership. There's a front office issue in, in, in New York. It's a front office issue. Really, man, why would Doug Peterson want that New York job? I wouldn't even interview for it. Unless you're bringing somebody like John Dorsey in to be the general manager or somebody like Scott Pioli who understands personnel, it's going to be a shit show again for the next head coach. Now you got to go out and find a quarterback. Daniel Jones sucks. Don says John Mara's a dope. I mean, the decisions that they've made personnel-wise, they couldn't get the offensive line right for five years. So I don't know how you take it, Eagle fans, but um, it won't matter who the New York Giants hire, okay? It just won't. That's right, Alexander. It's culture issues in New York. The New York Giants have a front office problem, just like the Jets have had a front office problem for a 1,000 years. They can't get the quarterback right and they can't get the head coaching job right. The Jets have been a train wreck since 69. Anyway, right, let's move on here. Got a topic here for you. The GOAT versus the Eagles. Hey, by the way, may I throw this out at you? What do you think bugs Brady more? His two losses to Eli or that Super Bowl loss to nobody foals. What bugs Brady more? Having Eli beat him twice? By the way, Eli MVP. Or the loss to Foles? Foles was spectacular in that game, too. Paul, Will. Dude, I think it's Foles, too, man. Hey, I... I, I I get you lose to Eli. The Giants had a good defense. But you lose to Nick Foles. Dude, the ultimate substitute teacher performance in a Super Bowl. Had to be him. Had to be him. Hostedler wins. Doug Williams won as a substitute teacher. There's very few guys that have won that game as the backup, taking over for the starter, and you end up winning the Super Bowl. But the way Foles played in that game, guys, can you help me out a little bit? Didn't Foles throw for like 350-some-odd yards in that game? What, what, wasn't it a high number like that, like 358, the Philly special? Paul says Brady lost to Foles in 18 on Monday night. That's right, too. Foles on the Bears. Jalen, 23. First playoff game, Tom 44 and 46 playoff game. I know, Muhammad, isn't that insane? Isn't, I mean, right? I see Brady ranks his loss as Super Bowl 52 and 18 and 1. Akdar says 358. Dude, I thought it was something like that. He was spectacular in that game. He, he was. 
But I don't know about you, man. Hey, look, I I know the 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 Eli Super Bowls, but dude, God, I got to tell you, man, losing to Nick Foles, man, that would absolutely rub me the wrong way, man. Losing to that Eagle team, and hey, and you know Brady's going to be looking at that Eagle team come Sunday, and you know he uses any kind of ammunition for anything, and he's going to look at that and go, I ain't losing to this Eagle team. I'm not. Okay. Dion says, I believe it was 180 and three touchdowns. Man, what a tremendous performance that was. Yeah, Brady, hey, Gene says, Brady refused to shake hands after. I know he did, man. Hey, he wanted nothing to do with Nick, man. Okay? He wanted nothing to do with that, man. Hey, Will, Brady was in college before I left high school. Father time is still going. Hey, man, you think Father Time is catching up? He's in the conversation for the MVP. Ernest says, think Nick Foles would still be a solid starter. Bears were just horrible with any quarter. But, yeah, Ernest, their offensive line sucked. These cookies, 373, three touchdowns, a pick. And Brady butthurt. <laughs> you guys did, man. Hey. I've never seen Tom Brady more pissed off in my life. Well, since he threw the tablet. But, man, he was so pissed off in that game. Wow, when he lost to the Eagles, I don't know, man. I, I, I get chance to go 19-0, chance to beat the Dolphins 73 team. I, I get all that. But you lose to Nick Foles, who's a journeyman quarterback. He's now taking over for, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Rich Gannon. I would say Rich Gannon and Nick Foles have a lot in common. Gannon wins the MVP, gets to a Super Bowl. They get crushed by the Bucs. But still, he got the team there after all the journeys that he went on and all the teams he made it to. He wins an MVP. Foles gets a chance. He goes on this iconic run. And by the way, I still say this to this day, and I know I'm like an elephant a little bit here with this, but guys, Alshon Jeffries, next year, catch the freaking ball. You're in another NFC title game. Never forget that with Alshon Jeffries. Okay? Will he shake hands with Jalen if he loses? I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay? Oh, hey, wait a minute here. Xander's got Xander's got some footage here. Here we go, man. Here, here. I need to redeem myself. So, do you think about that play often off your fingertips? I get reminded of that play every time I see an Eagles fan. I get reminded of that play. I sure as hell can't catch anything. Everyone's seen that drop against the Eagles in the Super Bowl, but uh, I could throw it a little bit. It's the Eagles that I cringe, bro, not the Falcons. <laughs> so I, I got it. <laughs> Oh, man, that is so good, man. Way to go, Xander. Hey, you notice that Xander has all the videos that the Eagles have pissed everybody off in the sports world with? <laughs> it's at, like, his fingertips. Oh, yeah, by the way, I, I, I have the Kelsey uh, parade speech. I have that. Oh, okay. Well, what else do you have? I have Brady upset and butthurt against the Eagles. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
It's like he's got it in his wallet. <laughs> I'm like, that's fantastic, man. Hey, I happen to have that. <laughs> right here. All right. All that being said here, here's the matchup. I hey, wait a minute. I want you guys to, I don't know, how will you feel when I say this? Oh. Are you ready? Here we go. Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Jonathan Gannon, defensive coordinator, Philadelphia Eagles, Sunday, NFC wildcard game. React. Here, I'll do something IP in the fanatic, do. React. Hey, let's get a poll up. <laughs> okay. Again, Tom Brady. Seven-time Super Bowl champion versus Jonathan Gannon. Sunday, Raymond James. How do you feel? <laughs> East Canton. Shut. <laughs> Look at all Cole. Hey, Dan, shut the fuck up. <laughs> East Canton. Hey, I'm worried. Okay. <laughs> it. Nothing but soft cover. Oh, here, here it comes. Okay. Nothing but soft coverages. Okay. Gannon going to put him on ice. Gannon going to put him on ice. Samuel with some love. Okay. Samuel, Samuel showing some Philly love there. You think Jonathan Gannon versus Tom Brady on Sunday. Oh, all of a sudden... Everybody's quiet now. Shit, man. You know, it's silly. Oh, I thought you were here to kind of like get everything going and make us feel a little better here. How come I'm not? <laughs> Look at Charles. Charles is like this. Hey, man, you better show up and not play that soft ass shell coverage, man. Soft core D. Put him in the bathroom. <laughs> Put him in the bathroom. No, no, no. He's not rolling dice with, with coffee cakes. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. No, 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 no. 84% completion percentage. Spanish Phil says, <laughs> dude, if Tom Brady completes 84% of his passes, I'm going to go wash my car. Okay? Slate can shut down Evans. Double cover Gronk. Boom. Okay. All right, John. I'm saying Samuel's John Madden. Boom. Jam Gronk. Wait a minute. Wait a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Muhammad Gannon. You can't leave the bus. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, whoa. Jonathan Gannon versus Tom Brady. I want that to settle in. Okay? I want that to settle in for a second. Eagle D, seventh best. Okay, old Cole. So you're you're confident you're confident in Jonathan Gannon versus Brady. Ah, boom. Our D-line needs inside pressure. Get him uncomfortable. Realizing he won't get there. But you need to swat footballs down. You need to get in the passing lanes. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, Drew. By the way, guys, please, if you're new to the program, hit the like button. Cover Gronk with Slay in the red zone. Dude, I need Slay on Evans. Hey, Oko, shut up again. <laughs> Michael says, 
Our only shot is running the ball relentlessly and keeping Brady on the sideline. That's a strategy. Paul says Brady doesn't like inside pressure. Guys, let me ask you this. Take your... Take whatever you're wearing now off and put on your your reflection hat. Go back to the Super Bowl. What was the key in that Super Bowl that the Eagles had defensively that beat Brady and troubled Brady? NZ Philly, thank you guys. We love you down under. What was the determining factor in that Super Bowl win by the Eagles over Brady. Remember something. Personnel is different, for sure. But the philosophy has to stay the same. Brady's not going to change who he is all of a sudden. He is the player he is now that he was then. It's just different personnel setting around him. Sack fumble. Sound like Ed Ogeron. Frank says... If the D can hold Brady to 24, you got a shot. You do. Nothing. Brady threw for 500 yards. He sure did. NASCAR package. Brady threw for 500 yards and just one strip sack. Patience and disruption. Send some models with COVID to Tampa. I like that guy's philosophy. You think more like Al Davis, Samuel. Actar says we couldn't stop Brady the entire game. The strip sack was the difference. So you're saying pressure, right? Flip ends and tackles. Watch the Saints tape. They shut Brady out. Inside pressure for sure. Need to win time management, Don H says. Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, Dave Wanstead, who we have at the bottom of the hour, was the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. When the Cowboys won those three Super Bowls, just so you know. So we'll ask him how to defend Brady. What's the best way to defend Brady in his opinion? You know, I I told you this before. I had a chance to be around a guy like Monty Kiffin when I worked in Tampa. And, hey, guys, I'll bring something up to you guys. You know, when I was on in Tampa, tell me if this was around the time of Donovan McNabb's time when it came to all those NFC championship games, I was there from like 98 to 2012. Isn't that the time with all those NFC title games that you guys went to? Do you know the one thing that the Eagles kept doing to the Buccaneers? They kept moving the quarterback around and they had inside pressure. You know what Kiffin said? They had to get McNabb. They had to move McNabb around a lot. Make McNabb have to get out the perimeter and get yards with his legs. Donovan wants to throw the ball. Donovan wasn't a quarterback like Vic that wanted to get out in open space. He wanted to throw from the pocket. That's why when people look at McNabb and go, well, Donovan McNabb, he, he was a tremendous sprint out quarter. He wasn't really. He was more of a, he was more of a drop back guy in that seven step. He wasn't a guy looking to get out. He was looking for passing lanes. So Monty wanted to move him off of his spot a lot, move him around in the pocket, get inside pressure, make him have to step up and then step back. When you make a quarterback do that, that's jamming wideouts at the line of scrimmage. Monty always thought that gave him trouble. And that's kind of the same thing that 
always has struggled with Brady is inside pressure. Okay? Eastside Monster was he, was, he was until he tore his ACL. Move him off his spot, right, Rob? Kiffin said, you want, that's how they ended up beating Kurt Warner. They started beating Kurt Warner with the Rams because he would love to get to a particular spot. Warner loved to get to a spot. And the Bucs would always move him off that. They'd blitz somebody. They got great pressure with those front four guys. Remember, the Bucs front four was pretty damn impressive. Simeon Rice, you know, Warren Sapp, they blitz people all the time. Even Chidi Ahanatu was a pretty good football player they had rushing the passer. They were good, man. Paul says if you jam the Eagle wideouts, you beat McNabb. That's exactly what you did. You played press coverage, inside pressure, moved him off his spot. That's how you started beating McNabb. Now, Donovan was a – look, he's a borderline Hall of Fame guy. He's right there. Like, how about this? I think Drew Bledsoe's a good quarterback. Donovan's better. Donovan is a better quarterback. I don't really care about the shitty attitude and all that. That I, I, I look at it, Aaron Rodgers has a shitty attitude. Okay? He was a good football player. Okay? He, he, he was, man. He was a good football player. So let's go here with this, okay? So Gannon versus Brady. Over the, since week eight, I told you the one stat, right? Here's the one stat. The Eagles have surrendered 18 or fewer points since week eight. One of the top defenses in the National Football League. That's exactly how you win a ball game. So look, like I've been telling you for the last two weeks, you have the two components. Your defense has played well. Get the top rushing attack. You got a quarterback that's part of that rushing attack. If you get away of anything on those two dynamics, well, let's get out and start spreading people out, throwing the ball. You can't have this happen if you're the Eagles. Say you get the ball in the opening possession of the game. You can't do this. Incomplete pass, incomplete pass, run the ball, fourth down, punt it. You gave field position up, and you gave an extra possession to the Bucs. If you're going to lose a possession on a sequence of downs, let it be this, 24 seconds, 24 seconds, 24 seconds, punt. At least you're wearing the clock down and you're limiting them on possessions. If you have too many three and outs and you're passing, you've given the Bucs an extra possession. You want to make this a fourth-quarter football game Get it into the fourth quarter and make it a one-possession game. It's the only way you're going to win. Don says, who's going to defend Gronk? I'd put that kid TJ on his ass. You're going to need a big body. People are saying, put Darius Slay on him. Are you crazy? He'll run Darius Slay over, as talented as he is. He's not a big enough guy to handle Gronk. Gronk is 6'7". He's a 6'7 dude, man. Short in the game. Exactly, Drew. All right, guys. How do you defend Brady? Best way to defend Brady. I'm going to say that to Dave Wants that. Do me a favor. Please hit the like button. 
Coach wants that from Fox Sports. is going to join us next. We're going to get to all your thoughts. God, we have so much to hit on. Our week is packed, too. Jay Glazer's tomorrow. We're going to have David Hill, the creator of Fox NFL football. Tony Bruno's going to join us still as we get towards the end of the week. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy, Dan Cilio. Jonathan Cannon versus Tom Brady this weekend. Okay? Defense coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles got quite a task on his hands because Tom Brady has seen everything that coordinators have thrown at him for over two decades. What will change? Okay? 
That dynamic for Jonathan Gannon this weekend at Raymond James. I think it's, again, inside pressure, move him off his point. How do you defend against a guy like Tom Brady? Only guy I can think of to ask these questions to, a guy who won a couple Super Bowls as a defensive coordinator for the <clears throat> Dallas Cowboys, our friend from Fox Sports, our dear friend, and privileged to have played for him. Dave wants that. Coach, I appreciate you jumping aboard with us here. I just, I just threw this out to everybody out here, and as you know, we cover kind of Philadelphia now, and we cover the Eagles here. What is the best way you think there is to defend Tom Brady? Well, you you hit on it, Danny. In fact, um, you know, Philadelphia has a history of it. I'm sure they'll be looking back at that, you know, that Super Bowl a few years back when they actually beat him. Uh, but really, I mean, and I faced Tom. I remember his second, his first road game as a rookie. I was the head coach of the Dolphins, and uh, we played him in Miami. And I think Tom threw for 80 yards. And we beat him pretty good. And I was walking off the field, and my defensive coordinator turned to me and said, Coach, what do you think about their young quarterback? And my comment was, oh, I think he's probably just another guy. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm sitting here doing this show with you, Dan, okay? <laughs> Coach, uh, but, I said but, this. But, I think they the have, all, was, I yeah, think they have just, all the dynamics, Coach, to make this an interesting game and kind of to expand on what you were saying they're the number one rushing attack in the NFL when it comes to keeping him on the sidelines. If I'm running the ball coach at four, five, a clip, that me, I'm keeping them and limiting them in possessions. And on top of that, since week eight, Jonathan Gannett's defense has given up 18 or fewer points, and they've got the second best record to the 49ers, who are eight and three. They're seven and four. I mean, they've really turned it around defensively. So. They've got a fighter's chance in this game on Sunday, do you think? I think they do. Uh, but but I tell you what, you, you mentioned it. I Tom Brady, I mean, is we know how good he is. I wouldn't bet against if someone says who's your favorite in the NFC right now, I can come up with reasons why it's Green Bay. I can come up for reasons why it's Dallas, uh, Arizona, you know, probably the the fewest reasons might be Tampa, but yet the biggest reason is Tampa, Tom Brady, you know, so I'm not going to bet against Tom, but I look at this game, you know, and traditionally, if you look back, Tampa Bay has been as good in as stopping the run as anybody in the NFL. Now they're not as good this year, not as good this year. Uh, that's the matchup. I mean, they, and you say Philadelphia's defense is playing better. Absolutely. I mean, no question about it. But a lot has to do with because they're running the ball and they're keeping that defense rested and they're not they're not taking negative plays. All as you know, Danny, I mean, all that stuff helps a defense. A lot of these head coaches don't get it. Uh, I think the guy at Philadelphia obviously does. Uh, so the matchup in my mind is going to be Philadelphia's run attack versus the run defense. I mean, of of, of Tampa Bay. Because Tampa's going to find a way to score points. Leonard Fournette is going to play this week. He practiced today. Uh, Levante David, who I think was a big part of that defense missing, he's going to be back for the Bucs. Uh, they're going to get their two pass rushers back this week. So the whole key is if they can stop the run, and now Jalen Hurd has to throw the ball, and it's longer yardage on third down, 
boy, you, you know, Tom's going to find a way. Tampa's going to find a way to score points. And the one thing that we all know Philly can't do, you're not going to get into a shootout with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady down there. I mean, you're not going to win that one. Coach, everybody in Philly's going. Um, the rivalries between the Cowboys and Jimmy and your teams back in the day, the body bag game, all that stuff, I mean – that was the heyday of that rivalry, I thought, with those two, those two teams playing against one another in that Kelly Green Eagle gear and the Cowboys going back and forth. There's a lot of trash talking. Oh God, was there ever? And you talk about physical games. If you if you if you forgot your mouthpiece for that game, you were gonna lose all your teeth. Trust me. <laughs> I mean, it uh it was that type of game. And I remember when we first got to Dallas. And, uh, you know, we, we were struggling, as you know, and we were getting ready to play the Eagles. And Buddy Ryan came out and said, and I don't know if he was being funny or if he was really jabbing Jimmy or what, but he said, you know, Jimmy Johnson's going to find out that there's no East Carolinas in this NFL. So we're sitting around a staff room and Jimmy reads it and, and Jimmy's, he's, we're all kind of on edge now. It's okay. This is a game we're going to play fine. We're, we'll be, and Tony Wise, as only Tony can do it, you know, he would he says, you know what? Buddy Ryan is wrong. There are East Carolinas in the NFL. We're the East Carolina. <laughs> and Jimmy Jaffway laughed about it. And uh, but uh no, we had some great games against them. And uh obviously, I mean, that was the one we had to win on our Super Bowl march. We had to beat the Eagles uh to take the next step and go see beat San Francisco. Coach, your thoughts on Jalen Hurts' year. He's a Pro Bowl alternate. He's only one of seven players to throw for 3,000 yards and run for over 750. Winning record in his first year as a starting quarterback. I had Coach Johnson on a couple weeks ago. He's not sure he's the answer there at that position yet in the long term for the Eagles. How do you see Jalen Hurts? You know what I said on our first NFL Fox show on Sundays, which we do, we're on the hour before Jimmy, 11 o'clock Eastern people tune in. Uh, I made the comment because we were talking about this situation. And I said, you know, Philly's got all these number one draft picks next year. You know, I think that they're going to play Jalen Hurts and then they're going to bring in Gardner Minshew and they're going to see which one of these two guys is the backup and then go draft one. That's the thought that I had at the beginning of the season. Well, I'll tell you what, Jalen Hurts has proven me wrong. I mean, the guys, you know, and I said this, he's the type of player that whether it's doing radio or TV or, or business or sales or any business that you have, you get Jalen Hurts on your team and he's going to make you better. You know, he's just got that it factor about him. He's a winner. He's got character. He's got the work ethic. And I think he proved that with his college career, and he's proven it against now. You know, is he ever going to be the guy? And I know what Jimmy's coming down to, and we're going to find out Sunday. I mean, now all of a sudden it, it, it's changed. Now you're going to have to be Dallas with Dak or Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady this week. That's what separates the guys from being a good player and a guy that can get you to the next level. Coach, you, you know, I said this this week, too. One, one more last comment on this thing here. Um, you know, you know I, I said, you know, when you come out of college, Coach, as you know, when you go into the draft, there's always a narrative on you. Oh, he's a late-round guy, um, or he was a second-round pick. He's a little short here. Maybe he's not sure if 
you know, if we're looking at him stature-wise, Drew Brees had that, uh, Russell Wilson did. Here's a game where you're playing against the GOAT. You're going against Brady. You could change the complete narrative of how the league and how your even front office thinks of you if you yep. win a game like this. Is that right, Coach? You That the whole narrative Absolutely. can change on this Sunday night. Absolutely. I mean, there's no question uh, because we all know – the stress that's involved for players, coaches, for everybody when you get to the playoffs. I mean, it's truly one and done. Uh, but now you sit there, and I remember our first playoff run at Dallas. I remember sitting there saying, God, we are in the – I mean, we are playing for the Super Bowl now. So it brings a level of stress uh, to most individuals that's not there during the regular season. So you combine that with uh, with playing Tom Brady and playing him on the road down there in Tampa. The guy's got a big stage and uh, got a great opportunity. He really does. Coach, I want to I throw this at you. You know, having gone through the coaching um, interview process, I just wonder what all these coaches look at when you're looking at a potential job. There's going to be Doug Peterson out there. Brian Flores is getting interviews. But I want to read you some names here. Bob McAdoo, um, Steve Spagnolia, Pat Shermer, and now Joe Judge. You know, you could say all the things you want about the New York Giants and how great the Maras were back with Wellington. And, you know, they won a couple with uh, with John Mara there as the owner and the Tishes and all this and that. But they had Reese in the room. I mean, this is not a coaching issue in New York. In my opinion, when I read those names since 2017, this is more of a front office issue. Do you agree? It's not It's not really judge. It's not the coaches. I just named you four coaches since 2017 that have been blown out in New York. Coach, I mean, this yeah. is usually a winning franchise. Do you think it's Absolutely. a front office issue? Well, you know what? I would sit back, Danny, and I would say, who's making the decision? I can tell you this. When I interviewed with the Giants and had an opportunity to take a job there after, that, after Dallas Super Bowl, uh, the guy that I spent all day with on the interview process was George Young, you know, the, the Hall of Fame general yep. manager. And George was going to take my interview and information to the Marrows and, and Mr. Tish and talk about whether I would be the guy for the, to be offered a job or not. So I don't know now, was Dave Gettleman playing that same role? Role, You know, was were the Marrows involved? Was... Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I can't answer that question. If I, if you said to me, "Hey, they ran it the exact same way as when George Young was there," then you, it's easy. You know, the Gettleman just didn't do a very good job of picking picking coaches. You know, now if it's coming back and Mara and Tish and everybody's involved in all these interviews and whoever else, well, now you know it's a little bit like the Bear situation. <laughs> well, do you agree then, Coach? Then it's more important almost that who the general manager is than really the owner because the owner's going to take the intel that the GM gives him and he hired him. And if you're getting poor intel, say from – because, look, I mean, you look at the Miami situation. I thought Brian Flores really started turning it around, even in year one when they started beating teams like Philly and you saw what they were doing to Seattle. Then the next year they had a winning year. This last year they had a winning year. But the conflicts – like we saw it with Coach Johnson. I mean – Coach Johnson yep. butting heads with Jerry. I mean, Jerry just happened to be the GM at the time, so there was a major conflict. But how much does that process get in the way, Coach, when you got a general manager that kind of makes the decisions for the owner 
and he's not been making clear and really good decisions here. I mean, that's got to be something all these coaches look at. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, um, uh, you know, every organization is run a little bit differently. I mean, I think we always got to keep that in mind, too. There are some organizations that, you know, that the owners are going to keep distance and the GM is going to do what you're talking about, Danny. But there's other ones where where the owner is going to be involved a little bit more than maybe what you think. And then there's the Dallas situations where Jerry is the guy, you know. So I think and, and that would be an interesting question for the Giants. What's your selection committee? Who is in on this process? And I don't even know this. I mean, are they, are they getting an outside search firm? Or are they going to do it internally? Okay, you're going to do it internally. So tell me who's going to be sitting around the room when this guy comes in. It's pretty simple to me. I could just, hey, Coach Johnson, do you have an outside source? No. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no outside. Call. Could, you're going to consult? Coach? No, no, no. You call me to consult. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't working for Coach Johnson here. What would be, Coach, an ideal situation for guys like Doug Peterson is more of a defensive kind of minded guy, in my opinion there. I know he works with Andy, and I know all that, but his background, he's a former quarterback. I know this. He loves tough defense. Doug Peterson, is that the kind of job you want in Jacksonville with Shade Khan? One of the biggest owners with money. He showed that he's going to go out and spend as much money as he possibly can. Is Doug Peterson a good candidate out there, do you think, for one of these job openings? I do. I like Doug. I mean, I, I always thought he, I always thought he did a heck of a job. And that thing at Philly, you know, you're talking about the situation at Miami, Danny, that how could a good coach, a, this is a Super Bowl coach. This is the coach that won nine games, yeah. like in Miami. This is a Super Bowl winning coach. And all of a sudden you're going to step aside or get, I mean, that, that's internal, you know, that's friendly fire within the building. Uh, Oh, I think Doug will get a job, and I think he's more than qualified. I think he can be a little choosy. There's a lot of these young coordinators who the first offer that comes, they're going to grab it. But I think Doug can be a little bit choosy. And I'll tell you what, this is a quarterback-driven league, and, you know, I, I don't know what they did with Trevor Lawrence. All I know is for five years, without a doubt, unarguably, he was the highest-rated prospect coming out since Peyton Manning. So the guy couldn't have become a bad football player overnight, you know? So my point is that, that this guy is, should, is a special talent. And if he took it, he's saying to himself, you know what? I'm going to build around this. I got draft picks, and we're going to build around Trevor Lawrence and do it the right way. So it wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't because there's a quarterback there. Two last questions for you. Coach Chicago, you know, you had great success with the Dolphins. I mean – your, your resume speaks for itself. And again, we talk about places that don't get it right when it comes to the quarterback. You know, Sid Luckman was the last all-pro quarterback that the Bears have ever had, and that, that's in the 50s. Why do they struggle? And, and Coach, I personally, I thought that killed you there in Chicago was well, the quarterback six, position. It wasn't anything else, but like you just said, if you Rex Ryan, you don't get that position right in this league especially the way the league has gone. You can't have the Troy Aikman offense anymore, Coach, where you're just going to run it like that and not have to eventually win ball games in the pocket. You're going to have to win a game throwing the ball somewhere down the line. Not throwing shade on Troy at all. Not at all. But that style, you have to throw the ball. 
Why can't they get it right in Chicago? Because I look at Justin Field. I mean, why do I believe they're going to hire a guy to develop the guy when they haven't developed the guy since 1950? Yeah. You know, I had, I'm right in line there. I mean, I, I was there six years, as you know, Danny, and I had six different starting quarterbacks. That's crazy. It's crazy. And this, and you know who I was competing against? Warren Moon at Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. And uh, let's see. I forget who the guy at Detroit was, but he was heck of a lot. I mean, he was a player. You know, I mean, they, they were a playoff team then with Barry Sanders and Wayne Fonts. So, no. Might have been you, Kramer there, Coach. Yeah, it was. Eric Kramer. We ended yeah, up Eric signing Kramer. to the Bears. You're yeah. right. Yeah, He beat us when we went up there in the playoffs. You're right. At Dallas. Uh so I, I don't know. I mean, we every you're, you're right. You know, they just haven't whether it's opportunity or picked the wrong ones. I know most recently, obviously, they went through Mitch Trubisky. I always thought that he was a better player if they would just do what he could do well. And now you got Justin Fields and they really ran the same offense they did with Mitch. And you kind of got the same results. Maybe not as good. Nobody in Chicago. God forbid, if you mentioned that, you know, they throw snowballs at you. But uh I mean, because, you know, they're hanging on in Chicago. This kid's got to be the answer. He's got to be. We've given away first-round picks and and the future. I mean, he's got to be the answer. So I got to see more, but uh, it's, uh, you know, a variety of reasons. I wish I had an answer, but it's what you're saying is absolutely true. Coach, uh, they only throw snowballs in Philly. 49ers. (laughs) With batteries in them. With batteries in them. I was at that game. I was at that game. The Philly snowball, I told everybody. Yeah, you just slipped battery, a triple-A battery in there with it. <laughs> I was there. I was there in person. I saw him hit. They were coming at Jimmy. He, he was keeping from getting hit in the head. I, I was there. Coach, I'll tell you this. I got the 49ers beating the Cowboys this weekend. I'll tell you why. I think mm. they're more physical at the point of attack. They're not. Their quarterback does not look to be part of the running attack, which means they just line up and beat the hell out of you at the line of scrimmage. And, Coach, I'll tell you, that 49er defensive front four, that's a large group. That's a big-looking team, man. And I'll tell you, they're playing well. I think there's a lot of pressure on Dak. I don't think they can run the ball as people think they can. They played in the NFC least. Boy, I got that game really close, 49ers and Cowboys, and I – I, I think this is going to be a physical football game, and I don't know if Dallas is going to be able to hang with them physically. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I like Dallas to win in the end because I think they got the better quarterback. Now, J- Jimmy G, hats yeah. off to him. At the end of that game last week, I mean, he was lights out. You know, he couldn't play any better. Uh, can he do it two weeks in a row? You know, I don't know. I, I just think the Cowboys – the last couple of weeks, they've, they've hit a pretty good stride, and they're playing with pretty good confidence right now. And uh, with Pollard and Zeke, you know, that offensive line, I mean, I, I, those guys aren't going to be intimidated. I mean, I, 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 I know I agree with you. It's going to be a physical, physical football game. But uh, I think the Cowboys are a better team on paper than what the Rams are. So I think the Cowboys win. Coach, you know, that national, finally, that national championship game, you know, everyone's going, God, look at all these big dudes at 315 pounds running the way they're running. And I'm sitting here and I'm getting text messages from Winston Moss and I'm getting text messages from Alonzo. He goes, man, weren't you and Jerome 300 pounds running four eights? I'm like, man, these people don't get it, man. We were doing this. 
30 years ago, and everybody now is just caught up to Coach Wanstad's defensive front four. We didn't blitz. Coach never blitzed. He didn't have to. We had 60 sacks one year, man. I mean, Coach, those teams are great, but they just yeah. caught up with us. Come on now. Uh, did they? Oh, yeah, that's right. No, I would agree. I would absolutely agree. I mean, it's uh, – and you look at some of the best defenses – in the league right now, I mean, they're, they're, they're rushing four. They're, they're when, you know, last year, that was kind of the formula of two or three of the teams that got there down at the end that not a whole lot of blitz uh, and they play pretty good, you know, but you got to have players, players coach, win games. And we get, coach, you, you guys were so amazing at picking talent, finding talent, playing talent, getting guys in right positions. I'll tell you this. It's the greatest coaching staff because you know what you guys did? You not only solidified the fact that you're winning a national title and then Super Bowls, but you guys did it together. I mean, I, I can't think in NFL and college football history where a coach took his entire coaching staff and coach took everybody to Dallas. I mean, I hear he paid you like shit your first year, but hey, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> My fourth year. My fourth year. <laughs> He says you wanted you guys hungry like that. That game for – hey, Tony Casillas says this to this day, Coach. He goes, let me just tell you how bad it could get with Coach Johnson. We come back from Washington one day. We didn't play very good. He goes, I'm on there. I'm getting looking for my dinner. Jimmy goes, screw that. We're not eating. Nobody's eating anything. <laughs> Nobody's getting dinner. Everyone's like, what are you talking about? It's a four-hour flight back from Washington. <laughs> yeah, no, they were uh... – no, that, and that's what got Urban Meyer. I mean, you know, Jimmy brought his guys, and we had we had been through some tough times, and we had been through, you know, super teams, championship teams, and we really had one voice, one way that we were going to – We there was never a discussion about what we were going to do on offense or what we were going to do on defense or how we were going to teach it or, you know, the coordinator sitting in there asking the looking at the defensive line is that the techniques we want to use i mean we've been through all that crap you know i mean our group was and then we hung out together and drank beer together you know and and uh we we had a lot of fun and, and you know and and whenever we did hit adversity there was never a crack in the armor you know never a crack in the armor i mean we were the we we we, we you know, used to call us the miami mafia when we were oh, in yeah. Dallas, oh, no. you know be, because we were just that close. I'm going to leave you with this, Coach. I'm walking off the field. Um, I'm walking off the field. I think it was against the Raiders or something, the first year in Dallas. And um, Coach Johnson looks over at me and goes, well, I'll tell you this. I don't know about this. Day. I hear him. I don't think he heard anybody. He goes, this David Shula guy. I don't know. Uh, he's shaking his head. He's going like this. I, I, I go, Coach, you all right? He goes, oh, nothing. He's just – I can hear <laughs> I'm going to leave it there, Coach. <laughs> Good being on with you, Danny, anytime. Thank you, Coach. Love you, man. That is my friend Dave Wanstad from Fox Sports. Yeah, we stay away from David Shula. I'll explain a little bit later on that one here. Please hit the like button. You keep it here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show. Yeah, Orlando Scandrick, I see you guys barking about him. He shits on the Eagles every chance he gets, okay? He's a total cowboy homer. My relationship with Dave Wanstack goes back to my college days at the University of Miami. I've known Coach since I was 20, 21 years old, okay? So, I mean, I, my relationship with him is far beyond playing. It's my Friendship with him, nearly 40 years I've known that coach. So, yes, we are friends, okay? We are friends. I did play for him. We did have massive success. Yes, so absolutely. By the way, I saw people saying rain will be a factor on Sunday. Favors the Eagles. Nasty, right? It's going to rain in Tampa. That's good for the Eagle ground attack. Absolutely. No, no, no question about it. And when you have that kind of weather, but remember something about Brady, though, nasty. Brady played in New England. You can't get any worse weather than playing in New England with the winds up there. And that area in Foxborough, it's, it's absolute wind. I know it's different, cold and rain. It's totally different. I get it. But you're still playing with weather issues. That's not going to affect Brady. 
Tony, Skandrick is, man. He hate how he was kicked out of um, Philadelphia. You know why? He, he didn't like because he was one of those guys talking in the corners. And so when they blew him out, he always ended up talking shit. And what's the best thing to do is become a cowboy honk. Philiopolis says 20 to 30 mile an hour wins is perfect for the Eagles. Okay, I love messes in y'all little. I like the Eagles. Way to go, Samuel. New England is worse. Samuel, New England is way worse in weather. That's not going to affect Brady. Now, will it affect the wideouts? See, but it's not going to affect Gronk. Gronk played in that crappy weather up in New England also. Eastside Monster, fuck Skandrick. He's like a salty ex-girl hating on the Eagles. He he totally does. What, did he say something about the game on Sunday? Look, he knows he's going to get – listen. Cowboy fan base is nowhere near Eagle fan base. They're not as passionate. They're just delusional. You got to remember something about Cowboy fans. You, you know what's funny? Jerry Jones comes out and says this today. Well, it's Super Bowl or nothing. It's a losing year. What are you talking about? You haven't been to a conference championship game in 25 years. The Cowboys make it sound like that they're in the championship game every single year. They're not. They haven't been in in a quarter century. The Eagles have had more success in the last quarter century than what the Cowboys have had. I mean, get over yourselves. They're just delusional. They think they should be winning the Super Bowl every year. Well, you're not even in a conference title game. You know, it, it doesn't match reality. Jeff, I think Dallas is going to get their ass handed to them too. I think the 49ers are a more physical football team. Dak, I think, has a lot of pressure on him. And we'll find out if he's going to be playing with the pressure on his back. You can't make $75 million, be the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and shit the bed. You can't. You cannot shit the bed, dude. Okay? Hold on here. Eastside Monster says Cowboy fans hold their girlfriend and wife's purses. Really? <laughs> yeah, hey, Eastside Monster, my wife has my coolions in her purse. So is that okay? I was just making, making sure we're all good. I don't carry the purse, but she's got my coolions in her purse. Is that all right? Bad visual, Hugh. I'm with you. Cowboys like LeChick's fake. Oh, uh, Dallas hasn't won anything since I was in 10th grade. Way to go, Will. It's true. Eastside Monster. Yeah, my wife has my coolions in the purse. I, I don't carry the purse, though. I think that would be totally, like, you know, over the line. You can't have the coolions and me carry the purse. Is that fair? Thank you, Nasty. Okay, good. 49ers. I think the 49ers own that game. Man, that Samuel kid, Hugh, is some ball player. You can line him up anywhere. <laughs> Pete says this, Cowboy fans not from Texas are cockroaches. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Matt Hatter's right, guys. Please hit the like button, man. Please hit the like button. Absolutely. I hate to start hour two off like I started hour one off, though, guys.
But Jonathan Gannon versus Tom Brady, man. We got to do it a little bit more. I got some more. Oh, and by the way, you guys are right. The Indianapolis Colts are making a decision on Carson Wentz. You know what that decision is? I'll tell you next. Hit the like button. Hour two coming up. Keep it here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hey, programming note, tomorrow, Jay Glazer and David Hill, the creator of NFL on Fox, will be with us tomorrow. Tony Bruno will join us on Friday as we close out the week, playoff week. 
Bucks and Eagle Week. So have a lot going on the rest of the week here, too. So we appreciate everybody coming aboard. Please hit the like button. Thank you very much. Hey, before we get going, you guys want to hear one thing here? Just came out. Television numbers just came out for the 2021 year. This isn't sports. This is television. Out of the top 100 TV shows, the top 100 TV shows, 91 of them were NFL games. 91 of the top 100 shows across television. Didn't matter if it was a comedy, a miniseries, reality television. Didn't matter what it was. Well, I think it's the greatest reality television show on the planet, pro sports, no matter what it is. 91 of the top 100, man. That tells you a lot when people are talking about what football print and how much America loves it. It's America's time. It's no longer baseball. The average age of a major league baseball fan is 54 years of age. Bob Nightingale told me that from USA Today. 54 years of age. It's rules, right, William? That's an enormous number, man. Okay? Just this huge, man. Just absolutely unbelievable when it comes to all the things that we're talking about with how you're looking at a scenario here where television now, okay, has just absolutely just, uh, just dominated. Okay, just absolutely dominated. Yeah, okay, again. Okay, I turned back into a robot. Am I all right now, Mr. Roboto? We like Chris's Wi-Fi. So if we just a little bit bad, I turned it into a digital, okay? So hey, maybe what we should do here is take a timeout, see if we can reconnect here a little bit, man. Xander, let me know if we reconnect here a little bit here. So I don't want to. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful lights blaze and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, 
visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show. I saw Philly 559 says, Sills, man, you got that government Wi-Fi like government cheese. <laughs> hey, man, Sills, man, aren't you paying your Wi-Fi with uh, your WIC payments? What's up, bro? <laughs> I'm in commie California, guys. Always remember that. Everything runs slower. <laughs> okay. Just remember, man, you're like Max Hedrum. You guys have no idea who that is. So that's cool. You have no idea who Max Hedrum is. <laughs> All right. I got that government Wi-Fi. Philly 559, man. I love that. Dan, not paying bills like AB. Sorry, Muhammad. That's not something we don't do. Hey, we pay our bills here. Eastside Monster says, Sims must be near. Joey B, what up, man? Philip. We're on government cheese here. <laughs> I'm making government cheese, guys. That's why the Wi-Fi is bad. 1950s Wi-Fi? <laughs> yeah, right? Hey, Max. No, hey, hey, Mike, nobody knows who Max is, man. Wick. Hey, no, I haven't paid. My, I, I, Hey, man, Wick, I have to use my Wick check to pay the Wi-Fi. Okay? Uh, yeah. John Dickerson says, I'm damn sure Max Hedrum. <laughs> Do you know Max Hedrum Chicago TV scandal? John, I'm not. No. <laughs> That's what I have for my Wi-Fi. Okay. I, I remember Max Hedrum. That's frightening. Okay. You remember Max Hedrum? Dire Straits. MTV. I want my MTV. Commercials are gold. Thank you, Escape tonight, dude. I love it. Where the frig was I before I was interrupted by Gavin Newsom? I got a text message from Gavin Newsom. Gavin, sorry, Dan. You're a little too political. So I'm going to have to turn you into a blog. Boom. Later. 
<laughs> oh, man. All right, let's get it in here. Hey, hopefully you heard what I said. The National Football League had 91 of the top 100 television shows in 2021. Doesn't that tell you, man? Yeah, that AOL Remember, he used to call it. Right? What did you pay 25 bucks to like for? Right? Yeah, he used to have to pay $25. Oh, man. Dude, I'm sorry, guys. It looks like we're having some issues here, man. Looks like it's really not working here a little bit here. Let's see if we could try. Hey, hey, uh, Xander, let's try one more time, man. Let's see if we can um if we can reconnect here a little bit. Okay. You're good now? All right, good. Just let me just keep it updated here. Breaking up again. Damn, guys. Let's see if we can keep going here. Let's just keep going here on the side. Dan, it's messing up again. Muhammad, I got it. DeSante. I can't. <laughs> East side, it's good. It's okay. All right. You guys are awesome, man. Let's go here. Who are you more concerned with? What's a bigger threat? What's a bigger threat on Sunday? Coaching or Jalen against the Bucks? Okay. What's a bigger threat to the Eagles not winning a game? Um. Hmm. Boy, that's a tough one. Samuel says Brady. Jeff says coaching. Charles says coaching. Wick says Jalen. I don't Jalen. He's been on a bigger stage. Jeff says slow start. The weather. John says no run game. John, is that coaching? Or is that player? Gannon, that's coaching. Easily coaching. Alabama bodybuilding. Easily coaching. Jalen is built for this moment. Man, that's a great question. Eastside Monster says coaching. John says player. Bucks are the defending champions. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, hey, Mike, when I don't have government cheese Wi-Fi, <laughs> okay, when I don't have government cheese Wi-Fi, it's, it's, a, it's an unbelievable show. Man, that's a tough question. What are we more concerned about? You know, I started the show out by going, Gannon versus Brady. Everyone was like, all right, all right, hang in there. Okay, right? What's up? What's up, mine? Appreciate you coming aboard. Thanks for coming aboard after the government cheese moment. We had a hey from now on, guys. Every time that we have a Wi-Fi issue, it's government Wi-Fi issue. Government cheese. Thank you, Mike. That's really cool, dude. That's really cool. Wealthy mind, man. All good. Douglas knockout Mike Tyson. I'm concerned about Xander after that Bama loss. Now, nah, he's good because you know why? Hey, Joey, that Alabama team is going to be dynamic this year. How about this? They got the best defensive player and they got the best offensive player coming back. 
that Alabama team um, is going to go on a run. <laughs> Not that they haven't been on one. Okay. Hey, Old Cole, America Online, thank you. Remember that thing? DeSante says our defense is capable. They just need to put in and be put in the right situations. Absolutely. Old Cole, I have an AOL email. Is that mine or matter? Chris Sims Wi-Fi. <laughs> I haven't answered the question yet. Joey B says 13 players entered the transfer portal, portal from Bama. What's up with that? Kids want to play. When you've got all those five-star kids, kids want to go play. They're going to go to another SEC team. or They're going to go someplace to want to play. Those are all kids that are sitting second and third team. Remember something. Alvin Kamara, he left and had to go to Tennessee. There's guys splattered all over the country that were from Alabama that didn't get a chance to play. And let's not forget something else. Joe Burrow was told he couldn't play at Ohio State. There's talented kids everywhere that are on that Bama team. I know Georgia had a few of them too. So, I mean, it's not – did you think you were going to keep getting five-star kids? You know, there's only certain spots that get to play. Okay? Kids transfer all the time and go to different places. Okay? So, I mean, it doesn't really – dude, they're going to be dynamic. They're going to be dynamic. Let me finish this point here, though. Coaching or player? Jalen. Man, what's going to be the biggest issue? that we have to overcome against the Buccaneers on Sunday. Look, I hear Brady. How about this? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's take Tom Brady for a second out of this conversation. What's the biggest issue the Eagles have to face other than Tom Brady on Sunday? The weather, that's not an issue. Both teams have to play in it. And I think it favors the Eagles. Not that it wouldn't favor the Bucs. They practice and play in it. So don't think that that's going to be a massive advantage. It's not. Muhammad says coaching. Boy, I'll tell you something. You just said something there, man. Lacking linebackers, Wick. Who covers Gronk? Matt Hatter said, yeah, Muhammad, Gronk. You got it, dude. Taking Gronk out of the game. That's Brady's security blanket. Guys, you want to go back and you want to take a look at the numbers. Think of this for a second, okay? Look at, look at Brady and how he's had turnovers when Gronk wasn't healthy or in the game. There's a reason he brought Gronkowski to Tampa Bay, okay? 6 nights says Leonard Fournette gave us issues first game. Their tight ends did too. Correct. Linebackers need to cover those athletic tight ends, and be physical with those big backs they have. Joey says, Dan, will Joe Judge get another job on a staff in the NFL? Yeah, I'll be back in New England. Matt Patricia ran back home. Joe Judge will run back home. Muhammad says, I hope coaches are watching the Saints-Bucks game film and the Super Bowl game and how they stopped Brady. That's what I would be watching. I'd be watching... You know, as a matter of fact, Muhammad, I would probably be watching the Saints and Dennis Allen's films from the last two years. And 
I would probably even go to this extent. I'd probably watch even the loss that they had in the postseason. Okay? In the postseason to um, the Saints and just get a dynamic on what they did to correct the issues against the Saints' defense in the postseason. Mike's is coaching because Jalen is built for this tournament. Gunn says, I think, should have given Joe Judge just one more year. Gunn, it's not a coaching issue in New York. It's a front office issue. I named you these coaches that you've had. Bob McAdoo, Spagnolia, Shermer, Judge. It's a front office issue. Brown says we need to run the ball. Watching all the tape on Tom. Absolutely. Run the ball and get that Saints film. I'd even maybe go back and get that Chicago Bears film from a year ago as well. When they took the Bears or when the when the Bears took them out, then they went on that run. I would take any game field that Brady struggled in. Matt Hatter says, I would double cover Gronk and put Slay and Evans and let Brady beat us. That's not a good remedy. Let Brady beat you? I want the ball out of his hands. And I want him sitting on the sidelines. Pasquale, thanks for coming aboard. Mike says, Saints film is key. I agree. Taylor, should Sanders really play with his hand wrapped? Not in the passing downs. I would say this, Taylor. I'm not going to be throwing screen passes to him, but I would, I, would, I would play him. Boy, I'll tell you, that's a great call. What kind of hand strength do you think a guy has with a broken hand? Can't have turnovers in this game. Two things, the, two things the Eagles can't do in this football game. You can't spot a team 10 points, and you can't drop the ball in the ground. Can't have turnovers. That's right. Muhammad, brilliant. Long drives, 10, 11, 12 play drives. Now, I'll tell you something. Muhammad brings a point up here. Is the offensive coaches with the Eagles going to have that kind of poise and patience to go on those kind of drives? Timothy says Sanders should not play. He's concerned about putting the ball on the carpet. Dude, you're going to need all the talent you can get on moving the sticks. Drifter says we start playing hard in the fourth. That's because you've worn teams out. You started wearing teams out because your physical offensive line. James says, got to be choosy about blitzing. You know when I'm not blitzing? I'm not going to blitz Tom Brady in the middle of the field. I'm going to blitz Tom Brady, believe it or not, more in the red zone. Why, would, why do you guys think it's better to blitz in the red zone? Why do you think? You have another defender, the back of the end zone. They can only draw up a certain amount of plays that go 10 yards. You limit offenses. So you bring max pressure inside the red zone. Okay? When you're in open space, Brady's going to know. Brady, when he comes to the line of scrimmage, guys, when he comes to the line of scrimmage, he's already got a 99% idea where the ball's going. He already knows. When you're in the red zone, 
you don't know when you come to the line of scrimmage because that other defender, the back of the end zone, is a key essential on what man and matchups you're going to have. So when you come, blitzing in the red zone is always better. Okay? It is always better. People go, why would you blitz inside the red zone? Because it's a three-step drop, and then he's right there. And if you you miss the coverage anyway, they're getting a touchdown. At least I got another defender. You limit your playbook from 100 plays, I'm using that number, down to 40 plays. 60% of your offensive attack is taken out in the conversation in your in your red zone just because you have limited space to operate in. When you're in the middle of the field and you're blitzing Brady, he assassinates teams like that. He assassinates teams. Smaller area, that's right, Will. Smaller area, less plays, more comfortable plays. More quick hitch plays. One, two, three, click. One, two, three, hit. And you have more rhythm plays in the red zone. That's why for me, if I'm Jonathan Gannon, I'm blitzing in the red zone. I'm playing jam man coverage. I'm jamming those wideouts. I got to get Brady pumping the ball. That's how you defend him, in my opinion. Okay? See, this is a man who knows football. Thanks. Hey, thank you, Will. I appreciate it. David says, what color jerseys are they wearing? Man, I wish they were wearing the Kelly Green. Wick, fake blitzes? Dude, this isn't a time to try to come out of your skin and do things that you're not comfortable doing. You've got to stay within your own strengths. Right now, doing things, this is what killed Marty Schottenheimer. I think Marty Schottenheimer is sick. Do you know Marty Schottenheimer is sixth all-time in wins? And I think he's 4-14 and in the postseason. Bro, don't start doing shit you're not good at. Kelly Green all day, baby. I love that. I wish I wish the owner would bring back the Kelly Greens too. Okay. Dan, how about the big factor with no Shaq Barrett? Huge. But see, here's the one thing you got to remember when we're talking about a guy like Jalen. The difference between the Eagles and the 49ers is, you know, everybody goes like this. Everybody looks at it and goes, well, you know, the Eagles and the uh, 49ers are a lot alike. Not at all. You're nothing alike. Now, your mentality's alike that you want to play smash-mouth football and beat the shit out of people at the point of attack with both your fronts. That's the philosophy, sure. But it's night and day how you approach the game. Jimmy Garoppolo's not going to take off and try to get 50 yards rushing. Jalen is. That's part of the attack. Like, you have designed run plays for Jalen Hurts. You don't have any design run plays for a guy who's in the tub almost half the time he's been in San Francisco. You're not looking for that guy to get out in the perimeter. Okay? You're not. You're, you're, you're looking for Jalen to be part of the reason you're moving the sticks. Kelly Green for Jerome and Reggie. God, that'd be great, man. I wish they would have came out, you know, during that playoff run, man, when they won the Super Bowl. Okay. Will goes, I still can't believe the Biner fumble. Wow. Hoss. That's old school. Okay. The Ernest Biner fumble. You still can't believe that. Actually, man, my boy played in that game, Dave Pizzuli. So are they going to wear green or white? I, I, it all depends on the home team. 
good show almost. Forgot to get the kids from school. Thank you so much, brother. Sorry about the government cheese Wi-Fi. That's what we're going to start calling it now. Hey, Philly559, you gave me now a new line. Big Sills and his government cheese Wi-Fi. Hey, man, you going to go stand in line for your government cheese and your wick check? Hell yeah. Kidding me? You put some spam and you get that wick check and you get that government cheese and you make yourself um, a, a, a sandwich and you press that thing down with a with an iron. We're good to go, Hoss. Yeah, right? We're all black, right? Got to pay my Wi-Fi. Take the cannoli. Leave the Wi-Fi. (laughs) Kelly Green for Jerome and Reggie. I love you guys, brother. Man, it's all good, man. We're totally getting it going now here. Oh, God, this, this California, man. Stay inside. We'll raise your food. The price is your food. And we'll raise the bills. Hey, but hey, don't worry about work. Hey, okay, man. Yeah, man, I'll just sit back and instead of getting government cheese, I just government weed. <laughs> hey, why don't you start doing that? Instead of giving me government Wi-Fi and government cheese, why don't you give me government weed? <laughs> oh, man. James says, would love to see the Eagles bring back the Kelly Green. That'd be, like, awesome. Hey, right? Spy City, you know. (laughs) Right? Blow that good stuff? (coughs) Excuse me, Brown. I don't know what you're talking about. Government weed. Yo. (laughs) Hey, AOC, get me some government weed. (laughs) Well, give me government cheese. Give me government weed. Who's got more pressure, you think, on him in the postseason going into this weekend, Dak Prescott or Jimmy G? Who, who, who do you think, man? Who's got, more, who's got more pressure on him? Stafford, maybe? Brady has no pressure. Brady has no pressure, man. There, there's no pressure. <laughs> Spa City goes weak-ass. Dak, Dak, Jimmy. I think Jimmy G's a good quarterback when healthy. Dak Prescott in that seven. Hey, you guys won't let loose to that 75 million, will you? Right? Dante, Jimmy G, really? Hey, hey, Tyler, Jimmy G is gone regardless. No matter how he plays, are you going to let loose of a guy who maybe gets your team to an NFC championship? And you're going to turn it over to Trey Lance? Man, would I have a tough time with that. Man, would I have a tough time with that. Getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, if he gets me to an NFC title game. Really? Shit, man, that guy's a good ball player. Trey, Tyler, Trey Lance? I had a look up on YouTube the guy's highlight reel from North Dakota State. I never saw that guy play at all in college, like ever. And you're going to turn to San Francisco 49ers. And I know you gave up a King's Ransom to get him. You moved up to three with the Dolphins. I got all that. But damn, dog. Garoppolo's playing good right now. I, 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 and I think they're going to beat the Cowboys. 
And then you're going to hear all the cowboy apologists on Monday. Well, you know, you know, here's another overrated season again. You know, what happened? Well, you overpaid for your quarterback. You overpaid for your running back. You overpaid for your shitty wide receiver, Amari Cooper, who I hate. Your best football player is on defense now. Would we all agree the best football player for the Dallas Cowboys is on defense now, right? It's the linebacker kid, right? And watch it. And you're here. Well, you know, we ended up like, you know, really hurt us here. And it's really amazing. I can't believe we got. Why? You haven't won anything in 25 years. Now 26. Nobody truly believes the Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl this year, do you? Come on now. I think Dak Prescott, too, by the way. Tyler, Amari Cooper's nice. How come every time he plays against Philadelphia, he's like this? Can I sit over here? Do you mind? Oh, I don't want to play. Can I sit here? You know, I hurt my – hang on for a minute. Here's my impression of Amari Cooper. <laughs> I'm seeing, uh, hey, pictures are worth a thousand words, right? Here's Amari. You want me to go in? What quarter is it? Second quarter, no. I go in on the first and third. And I'm not fanning myself. I'm fanning my nails. I'd show you my feet, but I don't like to. And I think it's unbecoming of a man to show his feet. So, whatever. Seals, did you hear the Eagles had to hide Devontae Smith's helmet against the the Cowgirls? He, He didn't want to come out. I love that. Oh, they used to take my, oh, my God almighty. They took me out of games sometimes. I'd be like this. Where's my fucking helmet? Butch, Butch hit it. Where's my helmet? I, I'd start taking somebody else's helmet. Oh, my God, I hate it coming out. I totally. Mari Cooper. <laughs> then you shouldn't know. <laughs> it's kind of true. But then again, see, wait, I got a daughter and my wife, so I do hang around chicks. Okay. Yeah, Akbar says I should be in the movies. What? Let me guess. What kind of movie would I be in? Got to be reality, right? Oh, my God. Remind me this. I've got to send Xander the email I got from the Rocks people. Here's the deal, guys, on Rock coming on. Booked all year, but it came directly from him. I'm going to say... Remind me to send Xander the email. I might even send it to Big Joe. We're getting the rock on. Okay? And I'll give you guys the – I'll give you guys – Hey, and here, here, here's a Philly reminder for me. You ready? Hey, dummy, here's the reminder. Okay? I'm going to send it. I'm going to send it in the timeout that we're going to take here. He's going to, he's going to, and I'll tell you when he's going to come on the program. 
came, the message came directly from him to his team. So we're getting the rock on. Okay. Nobody gets the rock on, but people like Kimmel and Fallon and them guys. Big Sills is getting them on. Okay. All right. A little more in the playoffs. What the hell else do I have here? More on these coaching searches. By the way, I have ranked the five candidates that are going to get NFL head coaching jobs. Where's Doug Peterson ranked in that? Guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Football show, Dan Cilio, 
Okay, no, I have not seen Jay Jaw under the umbrella. I have not seen that. Okay, so I'm sure Xander has this in his uh, bag of tricks here. <laughs> hey, by the way, guys, please hit the like button. We really appreciate it. I, I just sent the email that I got from Jennifer, Rock's person that handles all the um, the interviews for him. He's all packed up. He's doing such um, a, a lot of work over the last couple months here. Okay, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> the umbrella. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff there, man. Man, it's good. That's good, man. Good, good, good. Yeah, his mom <laughs> held it for him at practice. <laughs> oh my God. Things a mother will do. The umbrella, man. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Muhammad says, hey, I, I missed it. Muhammad, repost it, please, if you can. Get him out. Xander and the Barney's bag. Joey B. Xander needs to hold uh, an umbrella over dance <laughs> while the show airs. Thank you. Am I looking a little white? I never want to look white. You know why I'm Italian. Thank you. I'm here Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 Eastern. How you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, hopefully Xander got the email. So here's the deal. Rock's going to come on as we get closer to the USFL, starting to name all of their coaches and such. So we're talking about somewhere in September, like October, somewhere in there, the Rock's going to come on the show. And Jennifer, his, his publicist, and they work with Team Rock. I talk to Rock all the time. We can text and stuff, but his schedule, he handles that through um, through Jennifer and all those folks. So we're going to get – we're going to have the Rock on the program. It's going to blow the doors off of everything too. So it's going to be as we get into – it's going to be a great fall for us too when we get uh, Dwayne Johnson on, man. So I'm looking forward to that. So we're working that. And they even say it in the email, making this happen. Okay, it's not me saying I'm making this happen. They're gonna make it happen. Rock wants to make it happen. So how cool will that be, huh? All right. Here is the rankings that I have for the potential coaches that are gonna get NFL jobs this upcoming offseason here. You tell me if you guys buy into this. Five, I've got Dan Quinn. D.C. of the Dallas Cowboys. Look, do I think Dan Quinn, one year removed from the job he did in Atlanta, deserves another opportunity? I do. Dan Quinn did get his team to a Super Bowl. That organization fell apart. After that 28 to nothing lead in that game against Brady and the Patriots, they were never the same. They're still not really the same. I think they've got a cut loose of Matt Ryan. I think they got to start that whole thing all over again. Okay? Ar hey, Armin says, who's the toughest guy you wrestled? <clears throat> Vader. Vader. Maybe Road Warrior Hawk. But Vader was probably the toughest um, I ever wrestled. 
You know, Leon White also played with the Rams. Went to Colorado. Was an all-Big 8 um, offensive guard when he played in the Big 8. That's back in, when Colorado was in the Big 8. I don't know if you guys know that, but Big Van Vader, he was a former um, Los Angeles Ram. Yeah, and we used to talk all about that, man. Played for the Rams, and um, oh, he loved it. He was a really good football player. I, like I said, I think he was an all Big Eight player. Um, I I know Animal. I think Animal. By the way, he follows me on Twitter. Hey guys, by the way, what's the Big Eight? Samuel says thank you. Do we? Hey, do you guys know what the Southwest Conference is? But um, Road Warrior Animal. Um, yes, yes. Yes, Samuel. Yes, like the big, yes. Um, Road Warrior Animal still, you know, I know he passed away. He was a great friend of mine. Um, follows me on Twitter. By the way, if you guys don't follow me on Twitter, please do. Okay. Um, yeah, man, he passed away about a year and a half ago now, Animal. But I knew both Animal and Hawk. And the both Road Warriors were spectacular to me. I love both those guys. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Animal was an All-Big Ten, maybe honorable mention, or second-team All-Big Ten uh, defensive tackle. Yeah. I think he was a second – I think he was a second-team All-Big Ten tackle, defensive tackle when he played there at Minnesota. Yeah, he was a Minnesota gopher. I think both those guys were gophers, um, if I'm not mistaken. I know they're up there from Minnesota. Oh, Spa. Ole Anderson's the one that you want to hear this, where they got the Road Warrior gimmick from. These two guys were partners. It was sucking out loud. They couldn't get anything going. All of a sudden, Ole Anderson drops a pair of shoulder pads on these two because they both had football backgrounds. They put shoulder pads on them. Road Warriors were born. Paul says Big Eight was the former Big 12. I think that's reversed. The former Big 8 is the current Big 12. I think we're saying the same thing here. Here's my candidates. I got Dan Quinn, okay, as, yeah, and, and the reason, Spa, they were red shoulder pads, okay, because it was, they were based in Georgia, WCW, and they loved Georgia football in that area, so they put red shoulder pads on them. Go figure, right? Then they started with the spikes. Yeah. I got Quinn five. Eric Bianami four. OC of the Chiefs. By the way, there is a rumor that Eric Bianami might get that New York Giant job. I've got Jim Harbaugh at three. You know Jim Harbaugh's 44-19-1 as a head coach in the NFL? And he's got an NFC championship ring. That's pretty impressive. Do you agree? Sims, come on, Jason Garrett. Not working for me. Jim Harbaugh's 44-19-1. As an NFL coach. Shit, dude. You might be the number one cat. I got Brian Flores number two. You know, I said this to you two days ago. I think the best thing ever happened to Brian Flores was getting fired by Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross, in my opinion, okay, man? I mean, honestly, Stephen Ross, 
is your owner, you're not going anywhere. And I got Doug Peterson number one. Tyler, I don't think Flores is overrated at all. Actually, if you look at the Dolphins in the first year from week eight and above to where they are now, um, I thought Brian Flores did a hell of a job turning that franchise around. That's another organization that's on the conveyor belt of quarterbacks and coaches. I mean, when, when, when you get a job with the Miami Dolphins, who would have thought, get this, guys, nobody today even remembers when the Dolphins were really great. Okay? Nobody even remembers. But the Dolphins were like the gold standard. They were the gold standard at one time in the NFL. I would say this to you. As great as that dynasty was with the New England Patriots, would you guys not agree that this may have been the greatest team of all time? You ready? That Dolphins team in the 70s. They won three AFC championships in a row, two Super Bowls in a row, and one of those teams was undefeated. How's that not the greatest football team of all time? Within a three-year window, okay, within a three-year window, three AFC titles, two Super Bowls, one team's undefeated, and the only undefeated team in NFL history. That's remarkable. <laughs> Eastside monster. You, hey, you need to do stand-up somewhere at some comedy club in Philly. Okay? That dude says, need new blood. Stop recycling old retread coaches. I had to make sure that said retread. Excuse me. Brian who? Flores is underrated, to say the least. I like him, Mike. I think he's a hell of a coach. Even with Marino, they sucked. Yeah, one year. What was it, 84, 85? They got to the Super Bowl and never went back again. I think they only went back to one AFC championship game outside of that, too, outside of that year. There wasn't a lot of AFC title appearances for Dan Marino. Those Dolphin teams, right? Charlton, those, those, those Dolphin teams were spectacular. And they were, they were all in the era of the Raiders, Steeler era. Cowboys were good. That's when players couldn't move around. I'm not saying that they're as skilled as they are today. I'm not saying that. I'm talking team concept-wise. Their defense, I mean, hey, one of my favorite players of all time is Manny Fernandez. Love that team, man. Those teams were really good. Guys, I got to take one more time out here. Let's take a quick time out. Do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees. Donated or installed for free, by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. So the Colts now are talking about moving off of Carson Wentz this coming offseason. Man. Dude, I, I got to tell you, man. I mean, you know they made a mistake when you are not addressing he's the future of your football team right away. And by the way, for the Colts to do that like that and not come out with – how about this? And not come out with an absolute clear, clear decision. He's our guy. Whether you believe it or not, I'm going to give you, a, give you an example of this here. How about this? Look at what Cleveland did, and I think Cleveland's lying. Cleveland came out and basically went, yeah, no, Baker Mayfield's coming back. He's our starting quarterback going into 2022. Okay, he's our starting quarterback. Even if they don't believe it, they're not going to, they're not going to sabotage their own asset. Why would you sabotage your own asset like that? See, to me, Frank Reich needed to come out immediately and go like this. Yeah, he's our starting quarterback. Who gives a shit if you're telling the truth or not? What do you think, people nowadays are going to hold anybody accountable? Nobody holds anybody accountable. And Eric, you're right. That's not Frank's style. 
Frank's a former player. He doesn't like bullshitting and lying. That's part of the business, though, is being a bullshitter. When you don't make the postseason, you made a trade for a guy. You gave up a first and multiple picks for the guy. The first thing you do is you don't let emotions get into the way here. You say this, Carson Wentz is our guy. What you did was you made it very apparent your first reaction, which is usually your most truthful reaction, very clear to the Eagles, they won the bet. The Eagles won the bet. You got the first rounder. Ask the Colts and Chris Ballard, the general manager of the Colts, this question. Would you rather have your first rounder back or would you rather have Carson Wentz going into 2022? Now, the question for the Colts is going to have to be this. Okay, what are my options? Where are you going from here? Is it Jimmy Garoppolo? If Jimmy Garoppolo is in Indianapolis, the Colts win the Super Bowl. Because you know why? Jimmy Garoppolo will have a football team that's constructed the same way the 49ers are constructed. Running attack, not relying on the quarterback to make a ton of plays. He's just got to make some plays. If I'm Garoppolo, I'm looking at Indianapolis, and I'm going like this. That's kind of where I want to land. That's where I want to be. If I am Russell Wilson, I want to be in Indianapolis. You've got the O-line. You've got the running attack. You've got the defense. You're just a quarterback shy. They won 11 ball games last year with Phillip Rivers. Samuel, really? Well, Jimmy G's got an NFC championship, and he's 26 and whatever it is now as a starting quarterback, 26 and nine or whatever it is, as a starting quarterback with the with the 49ers. You're wrong. His record is incredible. He's never lost a game to the Rams. You know Garoppolo 6-0 versus the Rams? That's Hey, if you're the Rams and you're Sean McVay, you want that guy out of your division. Yeah, Timothy, he's never lost a ball game to the Rams as a starting quarterback for the 49ers. Bro says, Jimmy G, Dak Prescott. Jimmy G is a winner. Okay? Jimmy G is, is a great winner. Hey, that's great. Jacob Media had 811 jackets collected last night. Way to go, guys. That is awesome. Way to go, guys. Man, can you believe that, though? Guys, man, I mean, dude, Philly, 559-811 warm people. That's awesome. That's giving back. That's really cool. And on a day when they went over 10K, too, in subscriptions, which is really great. You know, it is. It's wonderful. A lot of great things ahead, too. A lot of great things. By the way, programming note. Tomorrow we'll have Jay Glazer. We will have David Hill, the creator of NFL on Fox. Can't wait to have those two on. Tony Bruno will join us on 
Friday, along with a special guest, an Eagle legend will join us also on Friday. You guys were really patient. Thank you so much, man. I mean, a little bit rocky there with the government cheese Wi-Fi. Sorry about all the timeouts we had to take, but you guys were patient as always, and we really appreciate it. Please hit the like button, guys. We'll catch you tomorrow going 4 to 6 Eastern time. Hey, Dave wants that was awesome. We got that in. Go back and watch it if you missed it. Share it, like it. We so appreciate it. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern. We'll see you on the flip side.